everybody. Welcome to GSC Friday. I'm your host, Dean Sage, and I'm joined as always by... John Patrick. Hi, John. Hello. How have you been? I have been quarantined. Have you burned any couches lately? I have not burned any couches. I have not burned any calories. I have been sitting on said couch that I thought I was going to burn. Oh, so you and the couch have a love affair now? Um, I wouldn't say love affair, but my butt has been on that couch more than on any dicks. So I will... It's the longest committed relationship you've been in in a while? Yes. Okay. No, I can appreciate that. I'm all about that. I, I have a similar love affair with the other side of the couch. So I get you. Yeah. I get you. Well, we have something really, really cool today. Other than talking about sex and movies and other fun things. Um, I have managed to track down the highly elusive, the much uh, talked about, and the soon-to-be double anniversary. Or is that double penetrate? I'm not sure. We'll ask in a second. But Devin Hunter. Devin Hunter, all the way from... Where, Devin, where, where are you now currently? I'm in the south of France. Where are you? We're quarantined in Pennsylvania. It doesn't sound as much fun. <laughs> no, I think uh, I'd rather be here. So, Devin, you you disappeared. You you retired. You went away, and and I tracked you down. Are you okay? Do, I'm do you need doing much better now. Yeah, I'm doing much better now. I had uh, some rough patches there, but I'm fine now. Well, we're excited because Devin is like a core voice for the podcast so we we may we may bring her out of elusive hiding from time to time uh pepper her in i'm so excited it's 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 been it's been a long time so uh how many boys are you currently doing in the south of france oh do you rotate them Uh, like every hour like what's the deal Menage, what? How many? Menage, how, do you, how do you say 13? Menage, saying. Well, Devin, we are so excited to have you here. Um, it's it's been great to to reconnect with you. Um, but we're gonna we're gonna talk about we're gonna talk about something that's kind of cool. So it, not everybody may be aware of this show. It was very definite definiting. It was very defining to me. Definit- it was very definitive. Definitive. It was very definitively. I, you know what? I think there's a lot of queer coding bef- even before Willow. But so if you are a fan of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, then you're possibly a fan of Angel. <laughs> it was. It wasn't my favorite. Yeah, yeah. I, and I was actually. I the last two seasons is a really, really good into. And Devin, have you ever? You don't watch TV, right? You just you just watch avant garde cinema with naked men, correct? Obviously, my God, I have a reputation to uphold. If it's not black and white <laughs> and erect, it's just not in your not in your face. I, I mean. Yes, and it needs to be dimly lit too. So the screen is mostly black most of the mostly time. Mostly black, mostly black. Yes, yes. yes. I think that's going to be your memoir. Um, so, but anyway. Definitely. <laughs> the cool news is that uh, one of the actors, uh, so J. August Richards, um, who played Charles Gunn on the series, uh, has come out. He's he's identified gay, queer, um, and it's kind of awesome because, again, representation, we like that, um, you know, and, and it's, again, one of those examples going back to Colton Haynes, which uh, we, we talked about the last season, which was a couple of years ago. Um, but it's really great to see the action-oriented representation of gay men. And the sad part, of course, is that I, we're still waiting for people to come out. John, you're looking at me like either wrap it up or... Oh, no. Oh, okay. I'm listening. Oh, just... I am paying attentively... That's attent- why I didn't recognize the face. Yes. Okay. Anyway, oh the God. point is, is it's, really, it's wonderful. So well... <laughs> Yes. Welcome, welcome, Queen. Welcome. Um, it's it's amazing to see that kind of stuff. But what it kind of led me to to ask myself is, where was all this representation when I was younger? And don't you make an age comment right now, or I will not slap you. So how old? So back in your day, 
Uh, it's a good thing I'm halfway around the world, bitch. I know. I know. <laughs> she, she's gonna come through the through the microphone. Uh, ooh, ooh, that did not quite sound how I. <laughs> well, hold up. Well, okay. Well, you know, I didn't quite. I didn't imagine. think it was that kind of party, but you know, hey. Yeah, you know. Uh, so anyway, I think it's wonderful. Uh, we're just gonna go around the horn real quick. Um, uh, John, you actually do have a little bit of experience with with this particular actor. What are your thoughts? You know, hearing a, another action star, someone from our childhoods, uh, coming out as gay. It's exciting. Um, the more people that come out, the more representation we have. It's it's kind of sad, though, to think that he had to stay in the closet for as long as he had to stay in the closet for. Hopefully it was his decision and it wasn't someone else's decision that was made for him. Devin knows all about that. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. But at least he got to come out. That's awesome. That's awesome. Devin, I I mean, we've gone back and forth. I know you have a lot of thoughts on on representation and being honest to yourself and and owning it. But, you know, I'm just curious, what are your thoughts hearing, uh, you know, we've we've got another, um, you know, Hollywood type or TV land type out and open? I I agree. More visibility can't be anything but, you know, uh, an advantage. I think what's interesting is that myself included, we we have heroes, you know, the people that we see. And anybody who knows me knows that one of mine is Janet Jackson. That's obvious. But I can remember being younger and specifically doing, saying, moving, wearing something because Janet did or Michael Jackson or Prince or whoever. Those were my heroes. So when you see somebody on social media, um, like, I don't know, what, what are they called? Innovators? No. Influ- influencers. influencers. So yeah. when you see um, an influencer, you know, doing something it 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 trickles down to the rest of the culture and so if you've got somebody with a big audience and a and a high platform doing something like that you can't help but have hope that it it magnifies their message and you know just makes the broader point that <clears throat> you know and you admire someone who's lgbt whether you knew it or not now that's a great comment i like that so it's it's not even, and I think that happens a lot. It's not even like, why didn't he come out? You know, why was it? But it, there was representation. There is representation. There are people out there who just, for whatever reason, can't be open, but they're out there and they're still representing for us. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, definitely. Oh, like and the, the fact that they can, you know, own it now, that's, that's encouraging. Because if you had told me when I came out <clears throat> that you'd have anything like the visibility we have now, let alone acceptance, let alone it's almost passe now. Um, if you had told me that when I came out, I would have just laughed in your face. I mean, you think about the, even the late nineties, Ellen played a lesbian on a show That's right. indirectly kind of, and yeah. her, her entire career ended for a few years. I mean, now we're talking about gay characters in every show. It's true. It's true. And actually, that's that's a perfect lead in Devin. It's like you read my mind. Um, so obviously, why we are extremely happy to have more representation. I thought it'd be fun to walk down a rather short memory lane in John's case. But uh, going back in time to our first... I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> go back to our first uh, sort of either... either moment where you were like oh my god that is that is some gay attraction happening to my video screen and i'm not talking mm-hmm. porn um but like like your first either childhood or adolescent memory of like going oh my god towards a a, a gentleman you know of, of any kind of caliber or woman on on screen but when was your first sort of your your first gay television movie moment devin oh wonder woman linda carter um oh, okay when okay. she would come on tv i would <laughs> i was like 
three or four. And when the, when the soundtrack would start, you know, that opening song, dun, 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 I, I would be up on my feet, jumping on the end of the bed, screaming, Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman. And, you know, I wanted Wonder Woman underoos, but they didn't make Wonder Woman underoos for boys. So I got Superman, which I found extraordinarily offensive. I remember being offended at the fact that I was being handed a Superman underoo and I wanted Wonder Woman. And my mother told me, she's like, well, they don't make it for boys. And my response was, so? <laughs> I, I love that that young Devin's very first uh, queer moment uh, was being denied access to uh, representation in underwear. There's mm-hmm. there's there's a story in there somewhere. <laughs> yeah. I'm feeling <laughs> definitely. I'm feeling and and what's interesting is many years later, um, <clears throat> many 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 years later, uh, when I still maintained Twitter, Twitter, Ew, yeah, Twitter, what's Twitter. I, I don't. I had to think about it for a second. It's like, was it called Twitter? Yeah, Twitter. That whatever that that sewer is. Um, she actually started following me because she'd made some comment. I was following her about how they were beginning the process for looking at possibly making a Wonder Woman movie and some of the people that they might want to cast. And, you know, I think at that, at that point, Gal Gadot hadn't even been mentioned, but I happened to see her talking about the movie, the potential movie. And my comment was, well, if you're not included in any of it, then I'm not going to (laughs) go. And she replied, to me and of course that was amazing so i replied to her and i told her that oh you're beautiful you will always be beautiful to me i love you and she said oh i love you too and she followed me back yes so i got followed by linda motherfucking carter bitch i'm like what the fuck I was like, you bitches ain't shit and you never will be. (laughs) i got linda carter up in here (laughs) you know it does actually raise a good question though can we get boys underwear in wonder woman yet have we reached I don't that point? Know. That's a good I question. Out, out there in the in the Twitterverse, we love you, but we hate you. Um, if you find representation of non-binary uh, superhero underwear, we would love to know about it. I'm sure you can at this point. I would hope so. There's enough gay boys that still wear boys' underwear. So over to John. Oh, I want to hear you uh, singing <laughs> to Britney Spears on, uh, like she's Wonder Woman. What was your What was your first experience where you were just uh, sort of either either actual representation since you're young enough or uh just attraction to the screen screen um i guess it would have to be buffy the vampire slayer uh with willow and tara so an actual gay relationship actual gay relationship um seeing the two of them together uh especially after the i don't know if you do you watched it right i did i did yeah Yeah, the the gentleman episode the really creepy one where the two of them try to like save each other and it was yeah and then the musical episode that was a good one. Was if you've sweet. never seen the musical episode, you have to see the musical episode. It was really sweet. Um, and then also, I always followed female archetypes in, uh, like media. Whether in media, yeah, I was gonna be like whether it was music or TV, but uh, in the show True Calling as well. Um, there was this one scene where it wasn't actual gay, but the gay sprang out the gay sprang out the gay sprang out there was a fight scene where oh, it was like a father and a son fighting but like it was homoerotic subtext. it was homoerotic <laughs> subtext and i was like it was probably like i was 10 and i was like this is what <laughs> well that reminds me of teen wolf uh because teen wolf is a show run by a gay man woohoo and um it's definitely cast by a gay man because yes 
shirtless hotties. Um, but there's just there, there's not a, a single scene between straight people that doesn't have some sort of subtext to it. And my favorite was in the later seasons, very similar. Like these two boys who are absolutely supposed to hate each other and, and be fighting all the time. And off screen, they're literally like taking photos on Instagram of them feeling each other up. And it's like, yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's one of those is where you're pretty sure the, uh, the, the two male actors went off to the same trailer after the scene was over, right? Yes, definitely. Okay. Devin, I'm going to test you here because oh, I, I know she's a little bit of a nerd. Um, Who? Her? Her. Um, <laughs> my very first queer moment was uh-huh. Daryl, the movie Daryl with the robot, the boy robot. That was literally the first. I remember uh, going with my parents to the drive-in theater and not understanding why I felt so uncomfortable being with my parents at the drive-in theater while we were watching this movie. Um do, do you remember that at all? Can you validate me? No. What, what, what year was that? Because I have a reason if I can't. What, 80 what year something. But was it before 86? It was 1985. Okay. So that's why I do not know it. Um, <clears throat> in the early 80s, my parents became part of what is now known as the religious right. Um, the, the moral majority. Oh, and everything that wasn't any kind of media that didn't come from the church was considered potentially satanic. And so I missed all sorts of stuff from the first half of that decade. I, I never, I never heard thriller. I never heard purple rain. I never heard like a virgin. I didn't know who Shaka Khan was. I, there, the David Bowie, none of it. Um, I, I didn't know anything about, you know, pop culture, uh, because everything was potentially queer, frankly, and everything was potentially, you know, evil. And I was extremely sheltered. So I'm sure if I were to watch it now, I could probably understand it because it's, you know, part of the zeitgeist at the time. But 1986 was when I finally started breaking that down on my own and kind of forcing my parents to allow me to experience something outside of church. Gotcha, gotcha. I, I actually relate to that. My parents weren't intentionally part of that movement, but it definitely sprung up around that time. Um, and so it wasn't like it, it, sci-fi seemed to be okay. But yeah, anything that even had a hint of queerness to it, that was out. Um, and then, I mean, even just like straight relationships, if it just seemed like too relationshipy. However, they did torture me with Turner and Hooch. I will not tell you why, because if you know why, you know why. All right. Yeah, my parents were the complete opposite. Oh, yeah? They would let me watch Titanic, the boob scene, everything. 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 Tell me like one of your French girls. Yeah. Well, speaking speaking of of steamy, sexy type things, we're gonna go around the horn again one more time. And mm-hmm. the best non-porn hot scene—it doesn't have to be contemporary, but if it is contemporary for those people in isolation, that would be good. Uh, I'm gonna start with Devin. Devin, mm-hmm. the best—you know, just steamy. Wh- 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 where are we going for 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 gay sex that isn't porn? Uh, are you asking me the the first time I experienced it when I was young? No, 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 just, just the. the <laughs> Either the top of your mind, like the best thing that you've seen to date, or something contemporary that that you know you remember seeing recently. It was just so hot I couldn't believe it. Something like that. Sensate. The oh, Netflix series. Sensate. I still need to see that. You need to see that. I can tell you right now. Oh that my that's, god. That's some of the best television ever made. And the reason it got canceled was because the budget was so huge. But I'm like, dudes, y'all knew the budget on that was going to be out of control. You did. You hired the Wachowskis. 
Like, well, yeah, and it took place around the entire world simultaneously, and it it it's just an, it's just incredible. You could tell how many orgies were in it too. I'm trying to remember like, now which, which episode. But I mean, <laughs> um, what was interesting is that it was it's just totally groundbreaking. I mean, you had every race, every gender, every everything all together, all jumbled up. It all worked. They were all part of one collective group identity. It was gorgeous and you can tell that netflix committed then kind of didn't commit mm. then committed and then pulled out because you get halfway through what is the last season it's very obvious that they're like okay instead of nine more episodes you've got three wrap it up it's like really yeah and yeah. but th- there's this one particular group well i mean god anything that the the men in that show did was just off the chain bonkers but there's one sex scene where all eight of them are together in one mind fuck literally through like eight locations it's absolutely stunning and i have to say that one of the hottest moments in that entire series was when uh one of them was doing bench presses i think and then yeah. the gay latino actor like zoomed into his body or something and suddenly there was like this homo moment that nobody was expecting it was so hot he basically gave him a blowjob in the gym because nobody could see him. yes that's it that's right that's what it was yeah. oh my god that show is just insanely hot wow and good storytelling too which is part of why i liked it, it was it was aesthetically gorgeous it was very intellectual and smart storytelling, great script, and just stunning chemistry between all the characters. Oh, just totally. totally, totally. I, just, I cannot believe my mom watched this. What, Sensate? I mean, I can believe that she watched it, but I can't believe that she watched it. Oh, oh I can believe it. I mean, just, just go into it knowing that Netflix screwed them on the ending, but you know, and that's not it's, their it's, fault. It's a, paint, it's a painting rather than a series. That's okay. It's beautiful. Yes, absolutely it's watch just, it. Amazing, so intense. And the very first moment of the very first episode is just boom, you're in it. All right, John, do you have one? Because if you don't, I have one on your behalf. I think so. If I can remember right, the first season of How to Get Away with Murder, the gay sex scenes with the one guy. Yeah. Yeah. At the office, he was kind of a whore and then he wasn't. Yeah. Okay. No, I accept it. I allow it. I don't really remember the sex scenes, but I do remember them being very hot. And I think that came out when I was maybe 18 or 19. So that wasn't that long ago. Yeah. 18 or 19. That would have been peak fapping. So peak, peak fapping. Yeah. Peak fapping. So Devin, do we want to, do we want to tell her about how the VHS world worked at that? Girl. You had to, you watch that one section of the movie and they'd be like, it'd be real thin. Be like your parents be like, why, why does the VHS always break down in this one spot? Hold up, y'all don't know this struggle. I mean, if you wanted to watch a scene again, you had to rewind that shit. Same with a song. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you had to, like you, y'all don't understand the struggle. I mean, y'all just like tap little screens and get what you want. Uh-uh. And then it breaks in the machine, and you have a hard. We attack. had to work for those those scenes. I was like, I okay. didn't have a DVD player until I was fourteen. I know. You had a VHS machine. Yeah, I had a VHS. Oh, she got tape. She got tape. Well, we're almost out of time. I'll just drop a. I'll drop a, a quick one. Uh, I, I, it's not necessarily my my hottest. Um, I think you stole it. Je- Sensei, it was definitely my hottest, Devin. Um, but uh, in, in in honor of of John and, and all size queens out there, um, there was uh, Westworld, um, probably like one of the most uh, just plain old frontal nudity uh, Roman orgies I've ever seen. And they they literally like, I think part of the casting was please have 
nine inches or more in order for us to consider you. Uh, Watchmen also, weirdly. HBO is uh, into big dicks, I guess. I'm not sure. What oh, Oz. HBO did Oz. Oh, that's right. That's right. That was just one big, long, gay prison rape scene. All right, you guys. So uh, thank you to Devin for joining us all the way from the south of France. I'm so excited to have you back. Thanks again. Merci beaucoup. Um, and I'm assuming that we don't find you, right? There's, <laughs> there's, <laughs> there's nothing to find you at. So no, no. no Twitters, no tweets, no anything. That's just it's fine. So in, enjoy the boys. Enjoy the sun. Uh, John, thank where you. can we find you on Twitter? Uh, at John P underscore music. All right. And you have Instagram, Facebook. Yeah, they're both John Patrick official. Awesome sauce. Um, and of course, uh, the podcast is at Gay Sex Cast on Twitter, and I am at Dean Stage Media on Twitter and a couple other places when I manage to keep up with it. Uh, but everybody, thanks so much. Have a great day. Thank you. Good.